Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to be reviewing all the games from the weekend and I did do a review uh, for the Friday night games on Saturday morning. I also had a preview that came straight after that. Uh, so this review was buried under a little bit of content. I thought it was really good. Two games, uh, we spoke for about 25 minutes or so, taking a deep dive into the two Friday night games, obviously the double header up at Gosford. Uh, so I thought I'd just put this back up for you guys to have a listen to it instead of if, in case you missed it or whatever. So this content did go up on Saturday morning. It was quickly buried under a heap of content over the weekend. Uh, my thoughts haven't really changed on these two games, to be honest with you. So I think all of these thoughts that are here uh, are all fair and are all warranted and are all relevant still. Uh, but yes, this content was put up on Saturday morning. So if you have already listened to it, skip this one. Um, we will have more content coming throughout the day. But for those that did didn't see it, which I noticed a lot of people missed it by the numbers. Uh, it is here. So this is the review of the Friday night games from week one of trials. We will have Saturday and Sunday coming a little bit later today, and then we'll be getting stuck into Bloke in a Bar, which is going to be a huge episode. Finally, some footy to review, some young guns to talk about. It's going to be sensational. Hand it over now to my audio from Saturday morning, reviewing the two Friday night games. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We had two trials last night. I'm going to give my live reaction to both of them. It's about 11pm on Friday night, so I'm going to go through both of those games, give my live reactions, and talk about the guys that stood out for me. For me, uh, tonight's footy was really good because it was uh, a lot of the young guns, a lot of the next generation that we get to watch, a lot of guys that um, you know I've mentioned or spoken about with you guys before that tonight uh, got to show what they're about. So really, really exciting. As much as there wasn't a stack of superstars uh, playing in both these games, I still really enjoyed it. And I think there's a number of guys uh, that would have jumped out to you guys when you were watching it or when you see the highlights during the week or when you listen to this podcast, guys, to keep your eye on. The first game was the Cronulla Sharks 
28 over the Newcastle Knights, 16. Uh, personally, I thought this scoreboard was very, very generous to the Newcastle Knights. Uh, this felt like a you know 20 to 30 point victory uh, for the Cronulla Sharks, in my opinion. Uh, the Newcastle Knights they scored two tries very late uh, through Phoenix Crossland and Luke Pietza, I think his name was. Uh, and look, Tyson Gamble scored early. We actually tipped you guys off with Tyson Gamble, uh, so that was a nice little get there. We enjoyed that one at, at about 4.50. Uh, so that was great. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, I thought Newcastle, they were pretty average, to be honest with you. I thought they got really smashed through the middle. Uh, we've been saying all off-season they need to get a lot from the Saifidi boys. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to say it, but they didn't get it from them tonight. It's as simple as that. Uh, I was pretty disappointed with their performances. Uh, I said during the week I was really, really excited to see them go head-to-head with, you know, some of these Sharks front rowers and really match it with them. Uh, in my opinion... Uh, I thought that the four best front rowers on the field were all Cronulla Sharks. I would have gone Toby Rudolph. I would have gone for Hamlin ULA. And then the other boys jumped on the field in Hazleton. He was fucking fantastic. He was unreal. And I also thought that Oregon Kafusi, when he was on the field, he was great as well. So uh, pretty disappointing all around by the Newcastle Knights. I was a little bit disappointed with the front row forwards. Uh, I think you could see in their general gameplay that they had a bit more direction early when Braley and Hastings were on the field. Hastings had a bed shit at one point where he just had a big Captain Cook, looked up, dropped the ball cold. Uh, very unlike Jacko. Uh, but yeah, there was a few disappointing moments there. I thought that Jaden Braley was sensational. thought he was great. And I think that when the other guys came on to play nine, I think it was pretty evident that uh, the Newcastle Knights, they simply can't get by without Jaden Braley on the field. I think him and Jackson are going to be incredibly important this year. And I think they're both going to have to be 80-minute players, as you'd expect with Jackson. Uh, but Jaden Braley, I think he has to be an 80-minute guy as well, which is part of the reason why I'm so excited about him. When it comes to Supercoach, um, outside of that for Newcastle, look, not really much to touch on. Look, I understand there's been a lot of hype around this Bailey Hodgson for the last couple of years. If it wasn't for injuries, he'd be a superstar. He'd be doing this. He'd be doing that. I've never seen it. I have never seen it. I've never understood the appeal. Uh, there's a reason why the Newcastle Knights sold the farm to go and get Lockie Miller, who's a 28-year-old fullback. Um, who has just arrived in our game, essentially. I just... I, I, Bailey Hodgson, to his credit, like, he made so many errors tonight, but he kept on coming back for more. Uh, but I just think it's reasonably evident that he's not up for it. A uh, number of errors tonight, number of very disappointing errors, a lot of unforced errors as well. I just... I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. I've always said that, and um, I'm going to heavily stand by it. I don't think that he is a first-grade footballer. I don't think he'll last at the Newcastle Knights for too long. Bailey Hodgson, I think that tonight, unfortunately... Uh, was a display of that. Credit to him, though. He kept fucking up, and he kept coming back for more. Yeah, he's a goer. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but I think Lockie Miller is absolutely locked into the one jersey. I think there was a few times where Bailey Hodgson, Hodgson missed his assignment. I think there was a number of errors. I think there was a number... There was once, definitely, that he got very lucky in the in goals that the ball rolled an extra meter uh, because if, if it would have pulled up or anything, he would have found himself out of position pretty quickly, and the Cronulla Sharks identified that. So uh, pretty disappointing there. I thought Dylan Lucas, he did reasonably well. The center, I like him. Mapalungi uh, wasn't as big as what I thought he'd be, uh, but I, I really... This Newcastle side was pretty fucking bang average, really. So if you're going to lose the middle like they did, uh, that's what's going to happen to you. I thought Kurt Man, when he was playing 13, he was decent. Uh, Jack Johns, I thought he was pretty strong as well in a beaten side. Uh, but to be honest with you, 
the stars of the show came off the bench. The guys that really impressed me, Adam Clune came on in the last 15 minutes, absolutely killed it. I thought he was very, very impressive. A uh, guy that I've never seen before, Jersey 19, Ben Talty, he came on the field as well. I thought he was really good. Uh, he was running straight. He was making meters. Uh, I, I, I thought he showed a bit of go, which is all we really wanted to see uh, there. So for Newcastle, pretty disappointing as a whole. Ryan Rivett, uh, he got a shot as well. Obviously, the Sharkies halfback that's been in their system the last two or three years. Uh, I like him as a footballer, but didn't see too much of him. I thought that Adam Clune, when he came on, uh, he was the best player for Newcastle, and he actually started playing some footy, playing what was in front of him. Uh, And there was many a times that guys around him still let him down, even though he was creating things. I thought Phoenix Crossland, he did some good things when he came on as well. Obviously scored the try and almost created another, just fell short. Uh, But as a whole, a pretty disappointing evening for the Newcastle Knights, and it'll be interesting to see who they run out with next week, if they play all their stars or what, because... they're really not taking much into this season. Uh, Leo Thompson, he'll play for the All-Stars later tonight, so fingers crossed. Uh, he would they, they need him or Hetherington to really explode because based on what I saw there, um, the depth guys for the Cronulla Sharks were doing better than the Saifidi boys in that game. So uh, a bit of pressure on those boys to really turn it up. For the Sharks, fuck, take your pick. Uh, for me, the guys that really impressed me, obviously Atkinson at fullback, he was amazing. He had a really, really good game. Represented Italy at the World Cup. He's always been handy. Great to see him given an opportunity. And credit to Craig Fitzgibbon and the Sharkies for identifying him. I thought Rodwell was really good. Uh, Sam Stone Street, uh, he, he did well as well. Wade Graham, fuck, how good is Wade Graham? Watch him at 5'8". Absolutely love it. Uh, when you're a 5'8", like him playing on the right side with a left foot kicking game, God, it can be lethal. Uh, but for me, I thought that Iro, he was Iro, Iro, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. I heard a few different commentators say it differently. I've always said Iro, uh, but he, he was very impressive. I, I think he can be a star. I said it to uh, I said it to a mate that I was talking to during the game that he moves a bit like a young Val Holmes. Um, and ever since then, I, I didn't post that or anything. Obviously, people have just got the same eye. I've had about 10 messages saying that he remind that he reminds them of a young Val Holmes as well. So all right, as much as he didn't get the huge highlights tonight, just the way that he balances, the way that he moves laterally, he is going to be a real talent. He's one to watch. I, I know that Atkinson... You know, had close to a 10 out of 10 game. Uh, but I would love to see Iroh given an opportunity at fullback. I really do think he would excel there. I thought Toby Rudolph and Hamlin Uele were good in their stints. Jaden Beryl was good. He wasn't as great as I thought he would be, to be honest with you. I actually thought the other hooker that came on was very, very impressive. His name was Sam Healy. Obviously, I think he's the young bloke of Mitch Healy. I thought he was really, really good when he came on the field. So he probably upstaged uh, my boy, Jaden Beryl, there. Uh, Teague Weldon... He has to play 80 minutes. I think he played 40 minutes in that game. And when he was on the field, I thought he was the best on the field. Uh, He's going to be a star this year. I think he has to play 80 minutes. I think they just have to put Wade somewhere else or not on the side, realistically, because Teague Wilton, he needs to be on that left edge and he needs to be playing 80 minutes. Jack Williams played lock, bagged him during the week on beers and break-evens. Timmy grew up with him. Uh, I thought he was tremendous in this game, so I'm going to have to eat some humble pie there, without a doubt. I thought he looked really good. I've always said with Jack Williams, he's just got too many errors in him. He, He got his hand on the ball quite a bit tonight whilst he was on the field, and I was really impressed with him. So uh, good to see him heading in the right direction, and I'm going to have to wear that one because uh, he was really good. I'm just trying to work out how many touches of the ball. He had 14 touches of the ball. 
Uh, didn't come up with any errors or anything, which is good to see. I'm not sure how accurate these stats are on RL.com for these trials, uh, but I thought Jack Williams' eye test, he looked fantastic. Cam McInnes, when he came on the field, he was tremendous. Uh, Thomas Hazelton, the big boy, it looks like he's going to snare a bench spot for the Sharkies is the word going around, and you can understand why after tonight. Uh, we called for a couple of big boys to score tries. We maybe slept on Hazelton. He obviously crossed for a four-pointer. I thought he was really, really good off the pine as well. I thought Healy was great. Uh, Oregon Kafushi was really good. So uh, the other guy that really impressed me for this shark side was Peru, uh, the halfback. I thought he was really good. Uh, despite not having, you know, a superstar 10 out of 10 game, I thought he was really, really solid and shocked me. Uh, a halfback coming out of the Panther system is fucking handy. Who would have thunk it? Uh, I, I thought he was tremendous. And I, I think that a lot of clubs should be looking at him for the future. He showed me a lot of things tonight uh, that just made me sort of sit back and go, fuck, how old's this kid? Uh, he looks a lot more mature sure um, than what he should be for his age. So really liked his performance as well. So look, plenty of positives to take out of this for the Sharkies. Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing to take out of this, uh, their depth once again. I mean, Atkinson, he could play anywhere in your back line and do a job. I think Iroh's got to be next guy up in their back line. That's if they don't go with Icavalu or Connor Tracy. So depth is just fucking incredible. Wade Graham at six, he was great. He was unreal. If Moiser goes down, I think you've got to seriously consider playing Wade there. I thought he was tremendous playing on the other side of the field to where he normally plays. Your front row forwards, as per usual, were fantastic for Cronulla. Uh, all your forwards were great. Jack Williams stepped up to a new level. You've got Hazleton. You've got Oregon Kafusi. Um, They're going to be a stacked team this year, the Sharkies. So a good hit out for them. Uh, a good W there for the Newcastle Knights. Pretty disappointing. Uh, they will not be happy with much in that game, realistically. Not honestly, really not much to take out of that. If anything, uh, a couple of guys put their hand up and said, I shouldn't be in this team. So uh, might make their selection panel a little bit easier next week, uh, but that's probably the only positive I can really find for the Newcastle Knights, to be honest with you. Outside of Clune coming on and Tolte coming on, doing some good things, Phoenix Rosslyn had some nice touches, but um, I don't think anyone has those guys in their best 17, potentially their best 20 for the Newcastle Knights. So interesting times up there. Hopefully they'll put out their full squad next week and we can see what Newcastle are really about with their full team on deck. But uh, the attitude through the middle was quite telling. I thought the Sharkies' ball movement compared to the Newcastle Knights was just on another fucking level, and their cohesion in defense uh, was just something else as well. So a uh, 12-point win for the Sharkies, but to me it felt like a you know, a 26-32 to point victory, realistically. They were all over them. Uh, the late game. South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Manly Seagulls. The Seagulls getting it done here, 30-28. to uh, Really enjoyed this game. Not a stack of first graders in this one. Uh, a couple of guys for South Sydney. Obviously, Blake Taffy's probably the highest profile guy. Obviously, played fullback in a grand final. I thought this was his best game since probably that 2021 season where they went all the way to the grand final. So, tough. Uh, Rumours were before that he'd locked himself into the... that he was likely going to be the 14. Uh, I think he will be the 14 now, Blake Taff. So, congratulations to him. Really good performance. Uh, I thought Carapani had some really good touches, but the, the star was D on the 5'8". Holy fuck. What a performance. Uh, when I saw... His first few touches, he turned a player under, and you can quite often see with young ball players when they're turning guys under, you can tell 
the skill set these guys have by how far they're able to turn someone around their body. And JT was the absolute king at this. He used to turn someone under, but he'd give it to them when they were a meter past him, and he'd land it perfectly, and it never looked hard to catch. And this kid's first two touches, he did that, and I thought, fuck, that, that, that's a high skill set thing there. To make that look easy in his first game like this, very, very impressive. And then he obviously put it on the toe, and, and the winger scored. T- Tommy Carr, who's got an incredible try-scoring record in rugby league. Very, very impressive stuff. And, I mean, if you go back and watch that tape and just watch that kick, I, I don't think the commentators talked about it enough, just how perfect it was, the way that he got the ball. He angled it off his right foot. Uh, he hit the inside edge of the ball to curve it into that corner. Uh, perfect touch, perfect depth, uh, the perfect kick for that moment. You really can't defend that sort of stuff. And then after that, scored a try for himself where he grubbed it into the sticks and regathered. Uh, I don't think that was accidental at all. I think he was aiming for that. I think he knew what he was doing the entire time. Uh, and then there was another break. He sort of set up one down the left side and the winger went down. I think it was Leon. I'm not sure who it was down that edge. And he uh, he threw it back infield with one hand. Actually, sorry, it was Tommy Carr. He threw it back infield. And the way that the 5'8 just caught it with one hand and swooped it in at top speed... He's just got touches that you can't coach. So after we put out that first tweet last night saying the 5'8's got incredible touches to then score those two tries within about 20 minutes after that in the way that he scored them, uh, that's really, really exciting. And unfortunately for you West Tigers fans, you'll probably know Apparently, he was a West Tigers junior, and you let him go to go to South Sydney. So that's another little kick in the dick for West Tigers fans. Uh, Harm Sele, we mentioned on beers and break-evens this week how we think he's in for a big season. But the only problem with Harm Sele is that every five or six weeks when he starts to look really good, he gets injured. Uh, unfortunately, came off again tonight with a leg injury. So a bit of a worry there. Davey Moali, we tipped him as an anytime try scorer at about $7.50. He crossed the line. The phone blew up. Everyone was everyone was rejoicing, uh, cashing in on that one. And then uh, the video ref got the call, which I actually thought it was a fair call, to be honest with you. I don't think it was a try. Uh, but we got very close on Davey Moali there. I thought he was pretty good. Outside of that, you got Talos Duncan, the lock forward for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, obviously named after the great Gordon Talos. They met post-game, a great little moment there. Um, look, Talos Duncan... I watched him a couple of years ago when he was playing at the Roosters. I think it was Harold Matthews. Absolutely whacking people all over the place. Left the Roosters, went to South Sydney. Um, I've watched him a couple of times since, and I sort of thought that Talos Duncan was starting to lose it a little bit. Uh, I wasn't as impressed with him when I've seen him over the last couple of months, or or more importantly, last year. Uh, I watched him play a club game, would have been the start of last year, in the South Sydney comp. Wasn't overly impressed, to be honest with you. And then I watched a game for South at the end of last season where he was okay but he didn't stand out like he did back when he was playing Harold Matz. Um, watching him tonight, I thought he was really good. It was, it was back to sort of that that dominant sort of footy that he's played in the past. So uh, congratulations for Talos. Sometimes when young guys get a heap of hype young, which he did, uh, obviously the Roosters and South Senior Abados were fighting over him, fell into a bit of a lull, but it looks like he's sort of turned the corner and is doing good things. Uh, just got to keep his head straight, I think. I think from what I've heard, he's, he's a little bit of a loose cannon, uh, but that's the... Um, that's the beauty of the way that he plays as well, so you don't want to change it too much. But yeah, Talos Duncan, very impressive. He's one of their development players. The Rabbitohs, they've already filled up their top 30. He's in the development. He's one of the development players, so I think that means you won't see him until round 11 onwards. I personally think uh, Talos Duncan will probably play in 2024 instead of 2023, but we'll see how it plays out. It's a long season, origin, injuries, all that sort of stuff, but I probably think... 
2024 will be the year for Talos Duncan. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Kalo Kalo, he came on the field, didn't really do too much for how good he is. He had Ethan O'Neill, the son of the great Julian O'Neill. Uh, I thought Benny Lovett, when he came on the field, Jersey 16, he's a guy that we mentioned uh, on beers and break, on, on Bloke in a Bar on Monday. I really thought he did well. Uh, Park Spaceman from up there at NRL Roast Country. Uh, Gross ME, uh, 17. I've heard really, really good things and the little bits I've seen of him been really impressive. Didn't see too much of him tonight, to be fair. Didn't get up too much. Uh, but one to watch for the future. Tommy Carr, obviously coming from the North Sydney Bears last year, had a really good game, scored a try, uh, set up another one. He was nice. And great to see uh, mascot local Brock Gray, obviously the younger brother of Aaron Gray, getting out there as well, which is good to see in the red and green. Uh, the Grays are very, very proud South Sydney family there. Uh, so, yeah, look, South Sydney, as much as they lost this game, I really couldn't care less about the scoreline. Uh, the big storylines coming out of it, Blake Taff was tremendous. They Found a future 5'8 there in Dion. Uh, David Moali was good. I thought Peter Mamazellis was good as well. Talis Duncan finding form. Uh, so, yeah, a heap of positives for South Sydney to take out of that game despite the loss. Unfortunately, another harm, Saleh injury. So, hopefully, uh, he is okay. Uh, over to the Manly Seagulls, who obviously won this game, scoring 30 points. They were very, very good. My man of the match for them was Cooper Johns. I thought he was fucking tremendous. I've said to you guys on a number of occasions that I'm not sure if Cooper Johns is up to first grade. Uh, he's been very up and down throughout his career, but I thought this was his best game by far and away, and I think it's great for Manly uh, that, you know, just as Josh Schuster's about to walk into this 5'8 jersey, you got Cooper Johns, who's dominating. You've got um, Finu, uh, Latu Finu, who's coming through in the SG ball system, uh, who I think is going to be a superstar of the future. So this is what you want as an NRL club. We tweeted this before. You want pressure on all players to keep their position and hold their jersey. Uh, and I'm really happy to see Cooper Johns put in that sort of a performance. And uh, great for him to see, you know, prove people wrong as well. People like myself, you know, it's always great to see when you doubt a guy and they come out and they put in a, you know, a five-star performance and they show you what they can do. And uh, Cooper showed me a couple of things tonight that I was sure if he had in his kit bag, to be honest with you. Uh, so congratulations to Cooper. Unreal effort to move up to the Manly Seagulls, play a game like that. Hopefully we get to see him throughout the NRL season. I thought Jake Toby, the fullback, made a number of mistakes. We spoke about him uh, in the pregame. I think we tipped him for a try for you guys as well. He did manage to score one. Uh, I love that Jake Toby can make 10 errors and he's not afraid to make the 11th. I love guys like that. Uh, little Mighty Mouse, Jake Toby, is one of these guys plays played fullback and halfback last year when playing for Blacktown Workers. Uh, but yeah, I, I like him. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be a full-time first grader, uh, but I think Jake Toby had you know a, a good game tonight despite a couple of errors and, and a few fuck-ups and whatnot. He just kept going. He ended up scoring two tries in the end, so congratulations to him. Uh, Raymond uh, Tuimalo Vega, who was on the wing, I think I think he is the guy that dominated the trials last year as well. Uh, i got to say, I didn't think Tui Pilotu looked fantastic in this game tonight. I don't think he was the best winger on the field for Manly. So uh, maybe some interesting decisions to be made uh, when we get to the selection table. Uh, ben Condon and Toa Sipley did well. Toa Sipley, pro probably the better one there. Uh, Chan Kum Tong, who I've spoken about a lot, the hooker there, really, really rate him. I think he's got a lot of ability. Uh, service could probably be a little bit quicker off the ground. Uh, but outside of that, 
start. I think he's a really good player, and I think he'd be a great pairing coming off the bench with Lachlan Croker, and I think that obviously, man, they've been pretty unlucky with their hookers. Uh, they obviously let go of Appy because they had Finu. He then got into all of his troubles, so they've had Lachlan Croker there who's done a job for them, but I think eventually if Manly want to go to that next level, they need a hooker with a bit of upside, and uh, Gordon could be this guy. He could be the fella. Ben Travojevic, he looks like he has eaten Ben Travojevic. He is massive at the moment, which is great to see. He's put on a bit of weight around his shoulders, he said, post-game. He also mentioned that Tom will be playing in round one, so that's very exciting, but Ben Travojevic, uh, I thought he was great, and I think that uh, there's a good chance that he could find himself a bench spot for the Manly Seagulls come round one. I also thought Ethan Bullimore was good. His leg speed early in the game was tremendous. Uh, another guy that I think could find himself in this side, a slightly different body shape to everyone else in this team. And as I said, his leg speed, that's the real killer. Uh, Zachy Fulton came on and scored a nice little try, as did Cameron Brown. Uh, but yeah, look, Manly, a good win here. Plenty of positives to take out of it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot of stars still to go back into their side. We know, you know, how this team is structured with their salary cap and whatnot, that it's very top-heavy. Uh, so you might see those top-heavy guys next week, but it also wouldn't surprise me if you don't see them until the first week. So great news that uh, we will see Tom Trevojevic in round one. Very exciting. But I think the star of the show in this game was Cooper Johns. And congratulations to him. A quality performance that I didn't think he had in him. So egg all over my face. A very, very good performance there. Uh, guys, we will have the preview and our best bets uh, coming in a little bit, a little bit later this morning for the games this afternoon. You've obviously got the All-Stars game, uh, the Penrith Panthers taking on the Parramatta Eels in the Battle of the West Grand Final replay at 6pm and then uh, at 8.05pm we've got the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on St. Helens uh, so a couple of bets there but I'm not really sure how that game's going to play out. Probably the uh, watching the Panthers, Young Guns and the All-Stars game of course, one of the biggest games on our calendar. Despite missing a lot of superstars, that one will still be super exciting so uh, plenty still to Come this afternoon on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.